Today is Ash Wednesday, the 22nd of February, and the first day of the season of Lent. For the next 40 days leading up to Easter, we will take time for reflection and repentance using the Lord's Prayer as our guide. For more information on this series, we recommend listening to our previous episode titled, An Introduction and Invitation. As I enter prayer now, I pause to be still and to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. The Lord calls us to worship today with the words of Lamentations 3, and we join with the ancient praise of all God's people, saying, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Today I'm reflecting on the words of Matthew 6 and Jesus' exhortations to the people before and after he teaches them how to pray with the Lord's Prayer. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray... You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast... Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, 
and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Heavenly Father, we confess that we are a lot like the people that Jesus is addressing in this passage. Especially as we enter this season of Lent, we are tempted to practice our righteousness before others by sharing publicly what you have encouraged us to do in private. We serve in ways that people will see, we give in ways that people applaud. We deny ourselves in ways people admire, and we pray with words we hope others will find wise. But Lord, you call us to live our lives before you and no one else. You call us to give in private and to pray in secret because you know our hearts. You know that we will miss the glorious gift of knowing you if we live our lives for others' approval. Oh Lord, have mercy on us. Show us your goodness as we wait quietly and put our hope in you. Amen. As I return to the passage, I am reminded of something a former Stanford RUF campus minister used to say. God tells us to think a lot about the past the present, and our eternal future. He says nothing, however, and even discourages us from spending time thinking about the immediate future. And yet, that's what we're the most obsessed with. God tells the Israelites over and over to remember, to remember that he made promises to their forefathers that he rescued them from slavery and brought them into a land of milk and honey. He tells us to ask for daily bread, just like he told the Israelites in the wilderness to gather only enough manna for the day so that they would learn to trust him to provide for their tomorrow. And then in the book of Revelation, he gives us a glorious vision of the coming kingdom, our eternal future, where there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. But then he warns in Matthew 6, do not be anxious about tomorrow for sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't know about you, but if I'm honest, I spend most of my time thinking about tomorrow, whether that be my literal tomorrow, the next six months, or the next five years. 
I look to all my hypothetical tomorrows to give me hope and distract me from the troubles I'm feeling today. Because I want to believe that surely I can do something tomorrow about the aches and pains in my body, about my friendships that are changing, about my anxiety that throws off my day, and the loneliness that casts a shadow over my night. And yet Jesus says, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Seek first the kingdom of God. And we do this by meditating on what we know about God, what he has done in the past and what he promises in the future, instead of what we don't know about tomorrow. What tomorrow are you thinking about? How do you feel it distracts you from what God might have for you today? What has God done in history or even in your personal past that can give you comfort and courage for today? Which of his promises can you look to to give you a greater hope for tomorrow? And now, as I prepare to take this time of prayer into the coming day, the Lord who loves me says in Isaiah, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Now let us pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today's meditation was written, read, and produced by Jess Springer, with music by Michael Anderson.